What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Prime Examples. I'm Prime Time here with Philly and the big homie Prince. This is a podcast where we get together once a week and figure it out. So without further ado, uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? The gang is back. This is the third attempt at this. (laughs) This is the third attempt. But I'm going to tell the same story I told the first time about the ado thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've always been introducing the podcast as um, in the line. I have a line that I say, uh, without further ado, we'll get right into it. So my whole time and my whole life, I I thought that phrase was further or do. Which I never thought that doesn't make sense. No. But the way I used it was right. It's uh, it's further ado, a d o, meaning uh, what is going on or something, what is being done. So I was using it in the right context, but further. I wasn't saying the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Further, what's being done? Yeah. Yeah. Further, what's being done? It's like I was using it perfectly. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> regardless of pronunciation, regardless of pronunciation, that was a fun little uh, thing I figured out. What's up, though? What's going on, guys? How are you guys doing? Chilling. Philly's just got back, right? Yeah. I've been back for a few days. I spent mm-hmm. two weeks in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So I caught you on your last day. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went we out there real quick, came back. Like, we saw oh, yeah. Like, you were in Toronto, too. Yeah. yeah. Just very quick. Yeah. But I, she was there for forgetting weeks, shit. Right? <laughs> I hung out with uh, uh, your sis, yeah. and then I dropped her back to her house, and then... Um, I saw you in the parking lot. It's like, oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I was like knocking out and then I'm like, oh, the gang's downstairs? Yeah. I'm going to go check them out. And we're crossing paths. But yeah. You guys are flying ass niggas. I can only do Toronto for a couple of days. <laughs> I know. You know what? To be fair, I was like, when I'm away from it for a long time, I miss it. And then when I leave, um, or even when I'm there for a while, like I miss the quiet of home. Toronto mm-hmm. can be really yeah. hectic, but it's a place that for me feels like home. Which is weird because I moved around a lot, so mm-hmm. I don't really have a hometown. But mm-hmm. Toronto is like, especially when I get to stay there for a while and it's not a few days. Because a few days, it feels like a tornado. Yeah. Like I'm running to and fro. But, you know, two weeks was good. And it was like I got to see a lot of my people. Mm-hmm. And it was my my sisters are there. So it was it was love. I and do shit like time. you used to do where you just kick it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's you know the that's, barbecues and just chill. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? that the nostalgic feeling Ottawa brings for me is exactly that. It's just mm-hmm. that's what can't be matched. But I only need six days. That's Pops. the thing with me. Like Five I split days. my time between Ottawa and Toronto yeah. just because, like, my goddaughter and nephews and all that. in Toronto. My sister mm-hmm. and my brother now is out there doing his masters. Mm-hmm. So, oh, shout out to your brother yeah, doing his masters. Doing big man, big man thing still. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> but Ottawa is where my mom and dad is. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And that's where I grew up. And that's just like, I can go to the, the Ottawa River and just kick it there. And, and that's where your roots are, for sure. Exactly. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think Ottawa was the perfect place to grow up, for sure. 100%. I think it's too soft for me, older. I thought I got to do further in Toronto in a big city. It's a wholesome childhood, for sure. It was wholesome. It was safe. It was fun. Yeah. Like, we were outside and we did shit all yeah. the time. And it was like, it was perfect. I really think it was the perfect childhood. Yeah. But, but And you know how kids transition, like, into mischievous kids at a certain age, you know? Mm-hmm. Just teenage shit. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I feel like that transition happened a lot earlier for people in Toronto than it did for people in Ottawa. You know, we stuck around in our childhood a little longer. Yeah. We made it to 11, 12. You know, doing like <laughs> the little rascals type shit, you know what I mean? We're like building forts. Yeah, yeah, kitchen, yeah. You know what I mean? High skating and doing yeah, all that crazy yeah. shit. Yeah, by middle school, Toronto, we were menacing. Exactly. By end of middle school, I was becoming a menace. Like, I was figuring it out. Yeah, I, was I met the I menaces was in Dabbling in the dark arts. <laughs> We're doing gambling rings back in grade seven. Oh, uh, we're shit, playing yeah, dice yeah. games. Quar- and quarters <laughs> closer to the fucking wall. Corner dice games back in middle school. But. Prince would clean out everybody, and then we get on the bus at the end of the day, nah. and then I get some good lunch money, money out of that. Oh. <laughs> we come with like a quarter, and we leave with twenty yeah. bucks. It was a good week, a good day, but it was fun, man. So Calgary's nice. Calgary's a nice city to grow up in. I uh, live in actually. To live in as an yeah. adult, I, I could never I enjoy, grow up here. No, I enjoy it because it's a large city with a small town vibe you know yeah. what i'm saying it's like it's a, it, ottawa is the same population as roughly the same population as ottawa, ottawa is a little smaller uh, and the ottawa roughly we grew same. up in yeah is, is even smaller yeah yeah, yeah that's true because i think i think it's a perspective thing i definitely don't think of it as a big city for exactly i'm a country weird. bumpkin my nigga i'm a country <laughs> bumpkin dog and that's the, that's the bottom line that's what i figured out if you're from ottawa like a big, a bigger city seems huge to you, and if you're from Toronto, um, a city like Calgary seems like well, we. Know, I, it's like a, it's like an area in Toronto. I, 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 I feel like I can appreciate small town yeah. life, which is what this is to me. But I like I'll start bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Like <laughs> me, I'm a small a town, but I like to frequent the cities, and that's what I liked about Ottawa. Montreal was an hour and a half away. Toronto was like four hours away. Like visiting bigger cities mm. was was nice, but I like the calm and quiet. Of Ottawa, and for sure, and that instills different kind of uh, character traits, you know. I think as, so. as far as you can tell from people in big cities, feelings don't mean nothing to them. <laughs> they don't give a shit about nobody. <laughs> and uh, no personal space, yeah, exactly. And then with smaller places, I yeah. feel family values are are and things like that like are bigger. I think, yeah, I think like environment influences personality I think, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. I think in cities, it's a lot of people <laughs> in a small space, right? It's a lot of people sharing limited resources. Mm-hmm. There's just a, a, a go, go, go. Life tends to be more expensive attitude. 100%. New York shit kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah mean yeah. people. <laughs> and they're not mean. It's just they don't really have that's, time. That's just how it's built. Yeah, they don't have time. They got to get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Toronto's screw face capital. <laughs> it lives up to its name. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I was I was saying before, before technical difficulties. When I when I um, whenever I spent a while there, and Mm -hmm. then I end up and I when I first moved out here, or whenever I'm coming back after being there for a minute, or when I used to visit Atlanta, which is in the south, and I think this is really southern culture here too. Oh yeah. I'd be like walking down the street, or I'd be sitting on transit or whatever, and like people are looking at me, and I'm thinking. How are they looking at? Like, what's the problem here? You know, yeah, what you yeah, looking yeah. at? Yeah. And then, like, I'll get up and somebody will close the door and smile and say, yeah. like, "Hi, how are yeah. you? Like, you having a good day? Here you are." And I'm like, "Oh, it was friendliness." This is so unfamiliar I to me. I rinse the Toronto off. Actually, yeah. to this day, it's a thing for me in Calgary. I find that when I'm in a setting, especially like a really social setting, where um it's like guys and girls and there are girls I don't know. The girls tend to come over mm-hmm. and introduce themselves. Mm-hmm. Sorry. The girls tend to come over and be like, hi, I'm so-and-so. What's your name? And that's something 
because yeah, I spend a lot of time by myself, I still haven't adjusted to. Yeah, facts. I, I want to be like, um, hi. <laughs> what do you say, right? What the fuck <laughs> you are you looking at? Because like, I'll respond. I'll be polite. Yeah. Wow. All my noise. My bad. I'll respond and I'll be polite, but I never want to carry on the conversation. And I know that that's something wrong with me. Right? No. <laughs> like, That's I'm cool. just a little more reserved. I think city life is a little more reserved. It is, man. Big it is very life. reserved. I enjoy it, though. And mm-hmm. I, and, but I did come to the realization that I am a country bumpkin kind yeah. of person. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I do like the city. <laughs> I'm with you on that. That's what's up, my nigga. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I do like the city. Are y'all going to make auto people mad? <laughs> Yo, it's, it's, they gotta, they gotta fucking accept it, man. Right? You know yeah. I mean? yeah, there's certain things, and it comes with our character too. We're slower moving than Toronto people. It's mm. just how it is. You'll, but there you'll were notice. a couple kinds of people in Ottawa. Those ones they that wanted to get the hell ping, out ping, of ping, it. Ping, <laughs> and they were out of there quick. Yeah, yeah that's out. who I would have been. I would have been that kid who's like school anywhere else. Yeah, when high school. And then there was ones who were like, yeah, it's still a cool city. Everybody's out I, here. Everybody's I didn't there. go to the there. other side of town until I was like seventeen. You know what I'm saying? Like I just knew fucking the four corners of my neighborhood until I was like fucking seventeen. That's what I always say about West End Toronto people. <laughs> I'm from the east, right? Yeah. Scarborough. So, um, West End Toronto people, especially when I was a little bit younger, like when I was um, a teenager in my twenties, would be like. Scar, that's not even Toronto. Like that's yeah. so far out. I'm like, yeah. even anything past Young, they haven't been there. I'm like, first of all, y'all haven't crossed the middle of the city. You've seen 50 percent of North yeah, York. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, this is about you. You people don't yeah, go yeah, nowhere. Yeah. And then, and then, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm an East Sider heart. So, and then they'd be like, "What's there to see over there?" I was like, "Y'all don't tell me about." ugly when you're from anyway but. <laughs> you got the scarborough bluff. yeah there's nobody to fucking to, 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 to fight back your your attacks yeah. right now we're both from, know. you know niggas from Ottawa right, out here. <laughs> so you're, you're sending shots on your own I, we need to go we need to create a way to give people a chance to interact with us oh for sure for we'll sure set something up for that. For we sure. do man we should set up something and so people can can highlight us with, with things they'd like like to hear us talk about i guess you know, we just shooting the shit, man. Just give us some. Yeah, we'll talk about. Be like, it. yeah, <laughs> we'd like you to do this X, Y, Z. Not a limit. We'll say not some shit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> a few episodes, we'll figure out how. We'll facts, it down. facts, facts. What do we have on deck for today, anyway? Uh we have Demarcus Cousins. Uh, is first up <laughs> on hot topics. Whoa. Yeah. What has what the fuck is going on with that guy? I heard he's, he's had a, he has a rough year. Been a rough year since the Raptors fucked up his ring chances. Uh-huh. Um, I just needed to put it out there. Toronto Raptors have destroyed the Golden State Warriors and everything <laughs> in it. Right, and, and he's surviving the Raptors curse. He's surviving. Uh, so he just got picked up with the Lakers, mm-hmm. and it all looked good for him. You know, he got an ACL, I think, injury, um, but he just got married. I saw the wedding pictures and I thought, oh, things are going better, you know. Right, right. <laughs> Got a liquor, gave to LeBron and them, you know what I mean, and you know, get another mill. Yeah. But according to US Today, a warrant has been issued for the rest of Los Angeles Lakers Center Demarcus Cousins on a misdemeanor domestic violence charge. Cousins, ex-girlfriend and mother of his seven-year-old son, filed a police report Friday, uh, about two hours after she allegedly she alleges Cousins threatened her. Uh, basically, he said, I'm going to put a bullet in your fucking head. Whoa! So, wow, I don't wow, know if you guys wow. seen the clip. He said, um, <laughs> but misdemeanor it's domestic violence charge for harassing communications. Absolutely. So, that's what they call a threat, I guess. 
basically he called his uh, his baby mom's mm-hmm. mother of his child uh, to and you, there's you, a clip there's a clip there's, there's a audio? recording audio she's re- she's taping it um and he's on speaker and basically saying you know I'm gonna can he come to to my wedding and she's like nope and uh, he's like look I'm gonna ask you uh, one more time nicely before it gets ugly mm-hmm. and he asked her again she said nah and that's when he said. Basically, he threatened her. Bitch, I'm pulling pull in your head. Like, word for word, yeah. bro. Why are you fucking up your money? Wow. Why are you Dog, that's it. Why Let's, do you treat somebody Why do you way? treat somebody? Why do you let somebody get to you that level? And she's raising your kid. Exactly. I think this is crazy. Nah, man. He's crazy. Let's just, just dissect this the way it's... the way. The, let's do a little deep dive here. My nigga. <laughs> How the fuck... Did that particular conversation end up on audio? Absolutely. Where this nigga, where she's he's asking her. That's what I mean. He could have been talking greasy to her before. My nigga, you may not, man. The nigga, if she's got it, I'm assuming. Keep that shit in the family and discuss that. That she had it set up to record him. If she had it set up to record him, this is a setup. She could anticipate that he's gonna say this stuff. She's anticipating because it's happened before. Rationally, is she guessing today he's gonna threaten my life, or maybe she's been recording for months and waiting for her chance? I don't know. I see that, but fuck that bitch. Because that shit is dirty, low balls, and fucked up shit, my nigga. Definitely, you, know? Definitely, you know, and if somebody's fucking constantly threatening to shoot you in the fucking head, and you all you think to do is, oh, I'm just gonna record this nigga, Absolutely. you you fucking lose it. You Get the fuck out of it. Take it to the police and do what you need to do with it, but putting it up on whatever social media yeah. and all that. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's too much. I sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I 100 percent agree with exactly what you just said. I, yeah, I, I might have I don't been think I fault her for recording it necessarily. Mm-hmm. If it was about the, going to the police, right? Then maybe you know you feel like you're at your wits, and then you feel so like you need dealing the, threats, you need and you believe proof? in the threat, that's too, it right? Is. Maybe it's so it's not a he said, she said, or maybe you've been in that situation before. This is a whole lot of maybes, but putting it on social media, wow. Yeah, but you know, you want your son look, to find out. Look, fuck all of that. Period. He. He yes. should know better as a grown man. Yes. Oh yeah. To, you know what I'm That's saying? Like, don't say some shit. Period. That's abusive. Don't be. It's abusive, eh? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're fucking up your own opportunities. You know what I mean? No one's picking you. You're injury prone. Oh yeah. Let's just talk about his back to his I don't record. Know why I describe you know. As an speaking abuse, of his shitty thing, it's after he lost to the Raptors, I had posted something on uh, my story on Instagram. And I literally say, yo, this guy's life is about to go down the drain. Something along those lines. <laughs> I don't know why, but I called this shit, my nigga. Oh, and I was, God, he, he, he injured himself. He fucking, he took the pay cut to try to get the fucking shortcut to the ring. Didn't work out for him. We fucked him <laughs> Yeah, and, and it was at the hands of the Toronto Raptors. You know what I'm saying? So I was and like, And then he joined the Lakers. He had another chance. Now the Lakers got Dwight Howard. Oh, the yeah, fact yeah. that it was at the hands of Toronto Raptors, like they, everybody really thought this was a sure thing for his side. Yeah. Like really, like you had to be a real Raptors fan to believe. Yeah, yeah. Facts. I'll take a serious pay cut just to to get a ring with the guaranteed, but he didn't guarantee us whooping his ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, back to his story though, I think he just fucked up, man. He fucked up. His, he like, did, man. Like, he got he caught. shouldn't have said it. Shouldn't have said it. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he goes back... And we all know the world we live in. You are at risk of being recorded by anybody at any time. Yeah. Maybe that'll keep us on our P's and Q's. 
Yeah, but this nigga looks like he fucking been telling people he's gonna shoot them in the head. <laughs> hey. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like this is like a f- something that comes fluid fluidly to his uh, to his, the paper trail. Lie, when I saw the wedding pictures, I was like, oh, this guy got his shit together. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like my attitude was, oh, good for him. I'm surprised, you know. And then he ruined that. Like two weeks before, he's cussing her out, telling yeah. him about the pull so pull he, Yeah, this guy's taking pictures, smiling. This yeah, guy. it's crazy. Is he is he married? I mean, uh, not married. Is he uh, arrested or is he on there's the run? There's a warrant for his arrest. I call so it he, on the run. As yeah, soon as yeah, there's yeah. a warrant, bro, you're on the run. No, they, you have a chance to turn himself over, himself or you don't. Definitely. The last update I found was 11 hours ago, and it was warrant issued. Yeah, he's yeah, on so. the run for 11 hours. Five he's on the lamb, guys. He's on the lamb. <laughs> they're gonna sick the dogs on him. <laughs> oh, they're definitely sick of the dogs on him. Get him, Cletus. <laughs> man. That's a tall motherfucker to be in jail, bro. That's oh, an uncomfortable man. place to be. Yeah, that's some crazy shit. Maybe they won't let the dogs. Commissary should be alright, but. It is what it is. Let's <laughs> yeah. move on from that one. Yeah, man. The world is a crazy place. And you know why it's a crazy place? Because Popeyes. <laughs> so what the fuck is going on? The People chicken. are fighting for chicken. Yo. People are losing their goddamn Yo. minds. It's making us look bad. Y'all niggas making us look bad. I seen people threatening... Um, tellers. <laughs> I've seen people fighting outside. I saw a dude actually put up a table in front of a Popeye selling burgers for $20 a burger. Tripled the price on it because there's a shortage. Oh burgers. no! There was a hassle trend of um, filming um, or photographing exhausted-looking Popeyes employees on their breaks and stuff too. Oh, I saw no, that. Go, go, They're in that back, right. taking a break and just putting their head down because they've been flipping Stop burgers it. all so day. They're smoking a cigarette like they can't smoke their Newports in peace. Jesus. You know what I mean? They're just fucked up. Now this whole thing embarrasses and frustrates me only because that's exactly it. It's embarrassing. Only because you know, not only because, but. A lot of it is because, as far as I'm concerned, like from what I understand, it popped off in a Twitter feud between Popeyes and Chick Fil A. <laughs> so means... it's a marketing scheme, right? Absolutely. Like my gut says, okay, then there was this great social media marketing company, great as in effective, mm-hmm. maybe not best for the culture. No, man, they <laughs> make us look like chi- chicken fucking things, but, bro. Yeah, there's social media. I don't even like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> getting the tweets popping off and then i think like sliding dollars or somehow you know sliding encouragement to people to mm-hmm. post uh footage of themselves getting mm-hmm. the stuff and putting it on social media and all that good stuff i really think that it all comes down to people hopping on the bandwagon and reposting something that was meant to sell us to make large corporations very very rich yeah and it looks like somebody said, look what I can make these niggas do. Oh. <laughs> Literally, that's what this fucking looks like to me. It looks like fucking Chick-fil-A said, I can make niggas do this. And then fucking Popeye said, nah, watch how I make niggas do. And it... I put Angie Mima's cousin. <laughs> exactly. I'm so sorry. She's not a real person. She's a character, right? I think, it's I a, I think she's, she's a, character. a character that they made a friendly character, uh, black character. Yeah. yeah. A friendly black face for the company. Yeah, that's what I thought and, too. But it's not she's not really. Meanwhile, Brazil mm-hmm. is burning down. That's what yeah. I'm telling you, this chicken <laughs> shit is a distraction. Brazil's yeah. Brazil's on fire. <laughs> Every now and then there's always gonna be somewhere, you know, the, is the dress blue and black or gold and white or you know what I mean? Now it's a chicken sandwich. Who has a better chicken Can you sandwich? repeat that, please? That is no, fire. hundred yes. percent. It's all a distraction. At the end of the day, uh-huh. there's things happening in the world. You know what I'm saying? Wild shit. 
no one knows what the fuck happened to Jeff Epstein with his appearance. <laughs> that nigga disappeared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight facts and yeah. all the information that he had based on serious people. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to get serious, you know what I mean? It's all shits and giggles. I laugh at the memes here and there. But when shit is going off, all of a sudden there's a, some the type Amazon of Amazon is burning down, bro, and nobody's yeah. talking about none of that. Everybody's yeah. talking about Popeyes, Popeyes chicken. Yeah. Sold out. You know what I mean? People mm-hmm. fighting. Mm-hmm. Overnight fighting. too, it's like yo, like when something else happened. Overnight, we got that. What was it? That that the thing you said, the blue dress and the gold thing. Is yeah, it gold yeah, or is yeah. it blue? Is it blue or yeah. is it gold? Like what the fuck is well, that? Or, yeah. or or Face app came just yeah, overnight. The old yeah, face, the, the old, old face, face shit one just popped up, up overnight. Like, I'm not to be a conspiracy. <laughs> oh, I am about it, about it when it comes to that conspiracy well, yeah, stuff. You know why? Because I understand man's evil, and I really do believe man's evil that can can and will and has taken them to that place where conspiracies are. Deep in the shit. <laughs> Y'all want to hear why you know this marketing? Nothing is as it seems. Because uh, I just wanted to make sure that the Popeye spokesperson wasn't a real person. She wasn't Aunt Jemima, you know? Uh, Somebody putting together some slightly annoying black stereotypes. It is a black lady, right? but it's not the really a character. Uh, yeah. Um, so she's not real, obviously. She's made up and she's an actress. But it's currently a subsidiary. Oh Popeye's is owned by a Toronto based company. Restaurant Brands International. Is that the guy from uh, Dragon's Den? I don't know. No, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> the Boston Pizza. Yeah, the Boston Pizza well, I don't know what his company was, but. He, 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 does he own a lot of He owns Boston Pizza and all that shit, but. Huh? It's majority owned by a Brazilian investment company. <laughs> Oh, they just oh the my time. God! Did we just crack a conspiracy That's right here crazy. on prime examples? Oh my God, dog! That is fucking crazy. And for anybody who hasn't connected the dots, it took me a second. <laughs> why is that a conspiracy? Not a conspiracy. Yeah. Why is it cracked? Because the Amazon is on fire, man. <laughs> Brazil is on fire. Sao Paulo is literally living in twenty-four hour blackouts, bro. And fucking the shit and is all. And they said pump some commercials of Popeye. Oh, in there. We just oh, figured man. a conspiracy out on the, Honestly, nine, that was, on the 19th that episode of Prime Examples. Really just bro. literally looked at as we were discussing it. So that just <laughs> yeah. literally came out of nowhere. So Restaurant Brands International is the majority owner of Popeye's, which is majority owned by the Brazilian investment company 3G Capital, oh, who man. were previously the majority owner of Burger King out of 50 And Tim Hortons, I believe they bought out Tim Hortons recently too. Uh, they've had Tim Hortons for a couple of years. They're on the New York and Toronto stock exchanges, and um, yeah, the rainforest is on fire. The rainforest is on Brazilian company that's pushing out Popeye's chicken. I'm just saying. The CIA. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking throw that out there in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> Popeye is wild as the shit, man. The, the bloods and the crips. I was watching this documentary earlier today. It's like the just yo, me, I go do these deep dives. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yo, you think it's a coincidence that the fucking bloods and crips are blue and red and the Democrats and Republicans are blue and red? And the black guy's like, I'm like, yeah, my brother, preach that shit. <laughs> yo, but they speak some knowledge. <laughs> yeah, dog. Well, like them, them uh, Pan Africanist guys, oh, for sure. They hit you up with so many words that you'd be like, yeah, it made sense for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yo, spoiler alert. Let's just slide out to our thing. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yes. Wow. What did you guys think of Chappelle's return to Netflix again? I guess the. The dandada of comedy, bro. I don't have no other words from him. He's top of the top. Yeah. Funny all, all around. 
hilarious. I love Chappelle. <laughs> just like, like, ah! I, yo, listen, like, you guys, I have loved Chappelle for a long, long time. Yeah. His last few specials have still been like some of the best comedy content on Netflix and like top of the line standard across the industry. Yeah. But this one, this is. I was laughing beginning to end twice because yes. once I watched it by myself, then once I came. <laughs> To a friend. Was it you? It was me. Yeah. Yeah. She rolled out on me yeah, while I just played it. it. And she's yeah. like, yo, I see this. Right Let's watch it again. And I laughed beginning 10 on that one too. I've watched one it four times. Four times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the one time you made me cringe, I think you caught the ball. I think, I don't like swearing on this. Fuck cancel culture. <laughs> You're wrong this time. You can't be that smart and that funny and that insightful yeah. and that accurate. And, 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 and I think that if you're funny enough sometimes... <laughs> You gonna piss them off? You gotta. Enough. Sometimes you gotta allow a man when it's funny enough and true enough. What? Like you laugh. Don't lie. For you to judge him on yeah, his, his it, comedy, you'd have to watch it, and you cannot say you didn't laugh. I'll give him what kind of side you're on. And I'll stop in a second. But that point he made about that um, that woman at the end who was laughing at his whole thing, beginning to end, and she is transgendered, and the mm-hmm. transgender community often has a problem with him. And then so Jeez. people had a problem with him because, <laughs> and we said spoiler alert, folks. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't watched it. Anyway, click his face people, on Netflix. He said no, that in there. But people, but people, but people who um, had a problem with him with regards to how he approached R. Kelly during the Chappelle show mm-hmm. said he normalized R. Kelly and that's unacceptable. Yeah. And then she was like, okay, so how come nobody's saying you normalize trans? So he normalized R. Kelly by making jokes about him. Uh-huh. So she she asked, how come nobody ever says you normalize um, transgender people by making jokes about us? Right. And I was just like, and then he, he, Chappelle was like, I was like, oh, like she's right. But I felt the same way. I was like, you know what? That's fair. How do we give two opposite criticisms? If it was a criticism there of his behavior, which is fairly consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, when you make the exact same statement, it actually is, it sounds positive, you yeah, know? Absolutely. It doesn't mean I'm undermining that people's feelings might be hurt, mm-hmm. but I do. I, and I don't agree with Chappelle that like, everything's acceptable he defended the ck pretty hard we might be on opposite sides but it was still funny it was still a man's perspective it was was hilarious oh my god funny honestly watching Chappelle from his first Chappelle shows and his stand-ups but his Chappelle shows but his first episode where he was a black kkk member Mm -hmm. right offended a lot of people and he thought I'm gonna get canceled for this. What was it, Clayton Rigsby? Yeah, Clayton Rigsby. The blind. The blind. This is really important, right? The blind black KKK member who didn't know what he looked like. Golden. You couldn't. You. You have to be. Why did he divorce his white wife in the end? (laughs) Because she was a nigger lover. Yeah, so yeah. you cannot watch his stuff and be like critical. Yeah, this guy was pushing barriers and going left Uh on a lot of shit. And even when he, y'all wanted him to keep doing his shit, he walked away from it because he wasn't okay with some of the shit that... You're not going to keep him in a box that you control. Yeah. 100%. And that's and what comedy is. You got to be able to have that expression and be able to say what you need to say. Exactly. And, if you, and like I said with other comedians that are offensive, like I think I said about Jessica, Jess Hilarious, mm-hmm. she can keep doing whatever she's doing, do her comedy, but I'm, I'm supporting who I'm supporting. You know what I mean? So if you're not fucking with, with certain comedians, you don't have to watch their shit. You clicked his face. Yeah. You know what you I mean? You clicked his face. Watch something else. Yeah, or... I think I'm trying to think of how I justify one and not the other because I thought just hilarious was dead wrong. I think that sometimes, like as you were sitting here talking about it, and I just said, like, like he has license to be creative. Mm-hmm. But as you were sitting here thinking about it, I was wondering 
uh, talking about it, sorry, I was wondering what's the line? Because if somebody's out there and they're doing like anti-black racist comedy and lots of people are laughing, is that mm-hmm. just as acceptable? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's like what I came to in the last minute and a half, <laughs> right? Quick, is that, quick conclusions. <laughs> quick conclusions. So we'll see if I change my mind <laughs> in an hour. But it feels like if it is thoughtful and smart, right? And critical of society. It's like having a debate with somebody who is knowledgeable, has really thought things through and is bringing, you know, facts to the table. Like some shit's indisputable, right? The difference with a a really smart comedian is that he's throwing in like punchlines and jokes and he's making it funny. And sometimes you might get your feelings hurt, but he's spitting facts at you. That matters to me. We might have a difference of opinion and we Mm -hmm. do, Chappelle and I, on a lot of issues if his opinions are in fact what he portrays in his comedy. But I can't help but see the truth in 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 some of in so in the facts as he presents oh. them and the the humor in his jokes and the the critical thinking behind his opinion whether or not I agree with has him. he been do you, I don't really see him as anti I see him as making fun of them you yes, know what I mean yes. different people but is it anti like is he it's saying observational that, you know what I mean it's him. just for him more of observational comedy mm. and That's he even exactly said it in his comedy where it's like I find that hilarious being born into something you yeah know I mean? yeah like, ah, yeah check a- this out check this out it ta- it t- like it takes a certain level of comedy to certain level of skill in comedy mm-hmm. in writing comedy master to to write observational comedy like especially like that fucking uh lgbq whatever community mm-hmm. joke that he did in there in the yeah. car that, yeah in the car yeah that was so well executed yes. dog and it's such great observational comedy and also putting up a mirror in front of people's faces and telling them, look, your bullshit doesn't make sense and we do see it. Yeah. You know, and it's great. And he calls people out appropriately you felt like too. You it doesn't make sense? No, and he's like, no. I think he was, he's commenting on the state he of was things. Comment- yeah, exactly, on the state of things. Sorry. I, 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 for me, it doesn't make no sense. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure, I'm out here trying to slip or slide some <laughs> shit in there. No, for me, it doesn't make no sense, okay. for sure. But... um. Shit, I got a blank out moment. There. No, no, but his concept and how he delivers that is is exceptional. You know, and even yeah. with the school shooting, right? And that's such a touchy subject with all the shootings mm-hmm, that happened. Yes. He's from Ohio. There was a shooting in Dayton recently, mm-hmm. right? What we talked about. That's so crazy. Yeah, that he had that. And the fact that he's able to just joke about it with his son, saying, "Look." There's no point in doing this drill. You're going to get shot anyway. <laughs> but that stuff He's fucking funny. sick. But you know what was masterful to me? Making It's it's that his observational comedy is so effective because it's so relatable. Whether yeah. or not you agree with him, yeah. you see his point of yeah. his logic. And yeah. the man said, and nobody can disagree with this, and I fell out because <laughs> I never thought of it myself. And it's the truest thing in the world. You're training the shooter with them. <laughs> the nigga's like, yo, what, where do we meet? Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> oh and he does a little gesture where he's writing it down. Dude, I was finished. I was finished yeah, yeah. because, yes, it's dark and, yes, it's morbid, but it's absolutely true mm. and absolutely ridiculous. And mm. the statistics of it being a white parent in the audience was oh fucking God. hilarious. And it needs to be brought to light. Enough of this. You know, this nice little boy, what happened to him shit? He, yeah. He out there saying, I'm going to kill everybody <laughs> in the school. <laughs> what is it? Like, oh, nigga, why? Just skip school. You know, yeah, skip, do some drugs. Skip school. Skip school sometimes. But, yeah, some drugs. His comedy from everything that he touched on, uh, the Michael Jackson thing was, he's, every time I, I don't know, I like Michael. Yeah. So every time people touch on my, uh, the yeah. soft spot on Michael, yeah. but with Chappelle, I trust him on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> we said where we sit on Michael, yeah. and Chappelle and said a lot of the same a stuff. A lot of the same stuff. And you know what? <laughs> um, Chappelle touched a lot of different topics that we touched. 
I just want to say like the the juicy smoothie. <laughs> he touched that. Yeah, he touched on the R. Kelly. Yo, and my nigga, verbatim, yeah. like point for point, we fucking. I saw. Shout out prime examples. You know, we yeah, ain't doing it. He said R. Kelly. R. Kelly allegedly would have did it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if I'm a bad man, oh, that shit was fucking hilarious. We're not gonna give too many jokes away. No, not a lot. You know what I mean? But definitely something if to watch. You haven't watched it. Watch it for sure. It was and 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 I hear cancel culture and I hear the hurt feelings and I I don't mock it but I disagree this time. Be a rebel. Some people yeah. need to be I, for for me for me the Anthony Bourdain thing. Mm. Uh, oh it was God, mad funny. I saw I saw the relations he was making. Like you said, he's so good at what he does yeah. Yeah. that I understand his logic his there. Train of thought yeah, I understand his train of thought. But right but there on me, the I don't play with mental pe- mental health. You yeah, know? people would have shut mean, that yeah, off the first yeah. shot, right? So, but I trust Chappelle to to guide the car, the show through. And but that joke, uh, for me, I'm not gonna cancel him for it. I hear you. But. Mental it's health not is like not you a joke. The line. Yeah, yeah, you can the think line. somebody crossed the line without saying you're deleted forever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Especially fucking. But you know what? You know though? what did that for me? Mm. Real quick, it was the the joke where he makes the face mimicking a Chinese man. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. yeah. About, like being stuck in the wrong body, and then, well, what if I feel Chinese inside? Right. Mm-hmm. And for me, it wasn't the entire joke or the concept. I thought the concept was funny. Like I got the point he was making. It's life is hilarious, yeah. and Chappelle does a great job of showing us, pointing at the hilarious parts of life. And when we think of things a different way, but it was the the face he made, that and and the voice he made, and I'm not going to mimic it. That I, I cringed, mm-hmm. and then and 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 Prince, when I was watching it with you, you were like, "Oh, he's going to get backlash for that one." And yeah. I was like, "Yeah," but I stayed quiet and I didn't expose. I'm exposing now. <laughs> that I I feel like he handled it well because very a little while later in the skit. He addresses it. He like in passing, he talks about telling his wife jokes and mentions that she hates that joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, "Cause she hates the face." And um, he says in the in the skit, but also for anybody who doesn't know, his wife's Asian. I don't remember which country. Filipino, she I think. Filipino. Filipino. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I can't help myself. I know. I know. I know. I know. You know, I bust out in accents all the time. Sometimes not at the most appropriate time, but it'll be all it'll be like my accent oh, to everybody else's accent. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't. I know that. I, I do it and for some reason whenever I do it, the person who I am mimicking, the someone from that country just oh, like no. happens oh, to be standing oh, right there. So I'm always that guy. I'm always that guy. With the Chappelle thing going back mm-hmm. to the afternoon for Dane one, right? And not yeah. joking about mental illness or anything, but he he ended that joke with basically saying you don't know what people have on the inside of what's going through them. You know what I mean? No matter how good their life looks mm-hmm. like out on the outside, he had a sick job traveling the world, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Eating delicious foods mm-hmm. and all that, right? But at the end of the day, like, people go through things. Mm-hmm. People yeah. thought he was crazy when he, he cut out that $50 million mm-hmm. deal, right? And but you oh, he lost his mind. He went to Africa and all that. But it's like, no, I was good, but I wasn't in a good space. I didn't want to be in that place. You yeah. know what I mean? But but for me, I didn't that's not my takeaway from that joke. Because that joke, that part of the joke was first. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh the like he it was a comparison. Mm-hmm. You know? He compared that guy who had a, a rough a rough life and the, yeah. and Anthony Bourdain, you know? Yeah. And and he's he was saying that but he tied because, that in, because these rough lives, both of them the that this guy didn't even just think of this. Yeah. But this guy did but it. What and I'm he saying had a good is, after life. that, he tied it in with that. I don't remember him tying. You it in. you didn't see that? <laughs> I watched it four fucking times, and I don't <laughs> actually, fucking remember I, the time. Because I think that whether or not it came after, 
you acknowledge that at least pot probably at the beginning of the joke he said something to that effect mm-hmm. right this is what i think about the levels of Chappelle's brilliance i think that the two things are perfectly related i think doing the side-by-side comparison even if before doing it and rather than after doing it he had said that piece about like you never know what people are dealing with mm-hmm. what i take away from that and maybe i just took it one step further than his actual words which is why like i hear what he's saying and why like you didn't get the same impression is mm-hmm. because what I take from that is like this guy had everything perfect and it happened. And this yeah. guy, um, everything went, went, against everything went wrong. And he says his exact words are, um, are almost a perfect quote is um, it never even crossed his mind mm-hmm. to kill himself. Yeah. Right. I took that. I know he's making a joke, but I like overall he's making a joke, but I took that as a reference to mental illness. Like mm-hmm. it's not about your circumstances. Yeah. It's, his mind didn't even, yeah, his mind didn't do that yeah. to him. That's what he's saying. I guess, but yeah. Maybe I I'm taking that. it too far, but I feel like that's what you're touching on. The yeah. fact that it was like here and then mm-hmm. the joke is here. But I, I, I also don't necessarily disagree with you that you don't touch mental illness. I get that 100%. I, I also feel pretty strongly that, um, like, it's crazy to me that he thinks a guy jacking off to people who work in front of people who work for him mm-hmm. is like, you should have just left the room. Maybe he's being funny. <laughs> But I think of real life people in that scenario, and it's often the kinds of people who either don't have the personality or the position, which is why it's a real problem in the workplace. Yeah, to comfortably do that without fearing consequences, you know. But but that's the thing, man. Like, your character and your 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 values got to step in sometime, man. If somebody's jerking off in front of you and it's their room, get the fuck out of that room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it doesn't have to. Be, I I understood that perfectly. No, get yeah, out of the, the niggas room. Whack. But the fact that he's jerking off means there should be some kind of consequence. This is a workspace. You don't pull your dick. His out room and was come the workspace. It's not his house. No, it's office. The, the but it's his. But it's his. I don't know if it's his office, but the problem with Louis C.K. is that, like, in like spaces where there is staff, I don't know if it's his immediate staff or staff of a comedy club. I don't know exactly how it works. Because mm-hmm. in workplace settings, he is. Um, you can't pull out your dick out of your workplace. <laughs> is he mean? He's jacking off in front of people. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sticking to this one, my nigga. You have two legs. If a nigga starts jerking off in front of you, yo, get but the fuck out of there. But there needs to be consequences at work. I'll walk if out it's of his, the room. If it's his, then... if it's his joint, there is no consequences. Are you crazy? He's an asshole. You think the CEO, even if he was CEO of his own company, you think the CEOs get to do whatever they want? You think there's no labor laws? You think sexual <laughs> harassment's acceptable? Fuck that. You better never work for primetime. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> He's joking. He doesn't mean it. Yeah, I'm just no joking. Legal yeah, no legal repercussions. Just joking. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Right, yo, watch Chappelle's. Yeah, that for shit sure. Was fire. That shit was lit. All right. So something that I um, really like about what we normally do, and sometimes mm-hmm. during our hot topic episodes, we don't do it as much. Today, I feel like we did. Is the conversational part right? That's true. That's so being true. away for um, a couple weeks, I got to listen to you guys and i found like i like the hot topics i like the updates but i really like mm, you listening us. to your thoughts on life i do I miss you guys. <laughs> and then i talk back it's like i can't even listen to the podcast yeah it's like you're in it yeah because you're because in I'm it fully, i have to listen to by myself in my car that's, like, what nigga right there. that's what i need <laughs> no but really like sometimes i'm yelling at you guys nah man it's not that what about this how come you didn't say you remember when we talked about <laughs> yeah you're like oh you left that part out we actually talked about that i know when i've had I, that when i recorded i hear her yeah. voice yeah. on the side like she's like nah she would have chimed in right there you know <laughs> No, but for real. Yeah, no, it's good. So, um, but the thing that I also um love, and I remember I posted on Instagram that it was like one of my favorite episodes was one where you went um around the circle and you had questions for us. Mm-hmm. So 
it's those light conversations because I, yeah, I get to think through my thoughts or whatever, but I also get to learn a lot from you guys. And it's interesting. You pick up brain a little bit. Yeah. So I had, I came across something today that caught my attention because I believe like it's, a, it was like a post. I'm going to read it to you, but like, I believe in the statement. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so another shout out to our friend Raz. Ah. Yes, always. Raz, that's, out, Raz. Yeah, that's two shout outs, right? Or is that three? She's at three. She's at three. She's at three. That's what's up. Um, she posted something today that I've thought for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've definitely expressed in words to people before. I think we talked about it a little bit too. I was saying it's something I love about you guys, but I'll just read it. It says admitting that someone has a good point or changing your mind is so rare that people admire when you do it. Mm-hmm. Why do people feel so attached to their conclusion that they can't even consider alternative thought processes? Mm-hmm. Just follow facts. Opinions will sort themselves out later. So for me, it's it rang a bell because, and I went through that pretty fast, but it rang a bell because I really, really do appreciate the kinds of people who, especially in the middle of a debate, right, or an argument or whatever, can still listen. For me, that's pretty important. Yeah. They say that um, a lot of people don't listen. They're just preparing what they're going to say they're say, yeah. We so got two ears, one that's mouth. That's why people right? zone out. I, and I, and I'm guilty of this, too. I think we all are to say Yeah, because I zone out on people while they're yeah, talking. Yeah, listen more, speak less. And try to, like, say, like, respond to them, yeah. you know? And finish their sentence almost. Yeah. And it's, it sounds condescending. I've been called condescending. Yeah. Well, well, I think that I think that I think that the that's a big part of the people who are able to take you in. Like that's the first step, mm-hmm. and then change their minds mid conversation, even after the fact, and express that right mm-hmm. to say like to say that was a good point. I think comes a little bit easier for some of us, mm-hmm. but to be able to say, you know what, you're right. After you've been arguing a whole slide uh, for a while, that's a better point than me. That uh, is. Uh, I really admire it. I've been working on it a long time, like trying to be able to do it. Uh, I think I do it sometimes. I think I miss sometimes. Yeah. I continue to work on it. Human nature. Yeah. I love this post was so true to me because I I love it in other people, and it is rare and it's hard. It is. It is, and it's it it's something that uh, requires a certain level of uh, emotional intelligence and emotional experience and in and, and reflectiveness, you know and things you got to be able to like you have to be at that level of like practicing these kind of things in order to to really you to really say things like oh shit you're right and and i feel like it's a level of intelligence too like imagine you have a way of thinking your whole life mm-hmm. and someone brings a better way for mm-hmm. you to think and then as an intelligent person mm-hmm. you you're you're it's like com- you're compelled to take that and apply mm-hmm. it and be like thank you i was wrong i had but this is a better way, you know, and that's. I, I think it's it, it's attached to intelligence. I think it's attached to emotional intelligence, things like humility and yes. and, and and experience. I I was wouldn't be able to do things like that before I, I got married. Yeah. Being married really helped me in mid conversation. I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, I did say that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're right. You know what I mean." And be able to backtrack and be like, "Okay, okay, you're right. My bad." And and to be able to do that is a skill that I did not have. You know what I mean? It's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy, you know. And it's something that I'm still developing. But I and, and that's why I, I related to when your emotional intelligence increases, you're more able to do things like that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that, and I think that people that can do it in the moment are oh. like miracles. <laughs> Amazing. I think it's tough, right? I, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful trait to have that level of openness, to mm-hmm. have that level of depth of intelligence, of emotional intelligence, like mm-hmm. I said, like you said, sorry. Um, and then be able to, I have a friend like that who can like passionately defend a point. Mm-hmm. right and then i'll come back with a response and you know equally as passionate maybe less passionate but definitely like like addressing certain things point by point and or maybe saying the exact sometimes the exact opposite of what he just said mm-hmm. or or he made an argument and i just critique like the holes in the air and on the spot he'll not every time like mm-hmm. he'll think about it he'll process it but on the spot he'll be like okay yeah i hear you yeah you're right that makes sense. I didn't because he's that way. practicing the true art of what a debate is. A debate is someone says something, and when they're saying something, you're listening. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like we said, most people are preparing their answers. Yeah. So they're not. They, listening. Yeah. So for them, a debate is forever. It just goes on forever. Yeah. You know what you I know, mean? That's what Raz said. I, I I messaged her mm-hmm. telling her like first because I reposted it. <laughs> I messaged her telling her that I loved it. And I reposted it and that I'm actually going to bring it up here. Mm-hmm. And she said, like, there's, she was, we were just going back and forth on the topic. And she was saying, there's some people that I hate to debate with because it's just, it's ping pong. Like, it's ping pong. Exactly. Get yeah. They can't take me in. But even being able to do it afterwards. Right? That's, th- that's commendable itself too. Yeah. Because I know I myself definitely sometimes like think back on conversations, especially conversations where I was heated and regardless of, how right I think about the point I was trying to make. If my behavior wasn't ideal, if it didn't help the situation, if I failed to listen, if I ignored a point that the other person made, um, and my brain went that he made, because automatically I thought of relationship <laughs> contacts, yeah, right? Yeah. But um, like it, it plays on my mind, and I try, I try to build up like the the humility and the courage or whatever it takes to be like you know what my bad and if, or if i'm wrong times, I, I see your yeah. point yeah. your point is right you yeah. know what i mean but i i, I a big lesson i was learned i was taught was you're never too old to learn uh-huh. and, and not just educational purposes but just learn different characters of yourself you know what i mean mm-hmm. learn Different ways to deal You're with always situations. learning from about yourself. I'm still You're lear- yeah. still going to yeah. keep learning. That's There's more lifestyle. layers and layers. And as you grow, you know what I mean? These layers are going to be peeling. But, exactly. And you're going to have an arsenal of things you're going to learn. But you'd have to be open to mm-hmm. And what Raz was mentioning in that post was the fact that it's so rare that when you do see people that are open and, and, and able to understand other concepts and other mm-hmm. mindsets and be respectful even of that, it's appreciated. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So... That's and it's so rare that. now in days, you know. In it's our... sad that it's rare, you know what I mean? That, that you can't mean you have a, you know, I have a, I'm stuck in one point where I'm not, I'm so stuck in my point that I'm not hearing anything you got to say. Not one bit. And the thing is, I could be spitting some hot shit that'll fucking yeah, convince you. Yeah, and I'm not you. hearing it. And all. you, you hot can't fire. get past it, Yeah, And you literally just like, no, no, no. And for me, my nigga, to me, that means, yo, you're intelligently, we're not uh, on the same uh, way emotionally, I don't want to waste my breath. Fools are always certain. Yeah, you know and what I mean. Like the the wisest of men are perpetually uncertain. Exactly, and these things are aware of how little we really know. And and the thing is, it's like it's communication, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a skill. As for me, uh, I my communication skills became dope doper mm-hmm. uh, after I got married. And 
because you got to really fucking explain yourself. You know what I mean? You can't like because not everybody because I like said you. so it doesn't fly in. Yeah. The, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to explain yourself. And I and I, I it's funny. I was talking about this with someone else. Too. Two equals. Yeah, it's exactly. Like up, but down, and it and it's like you got to make this person who doesn't see from your point of view. Um, or it doesn't have your way of thinking, you know what I mean? You don't see things the same. Understand you is an art. You, yes. you know what I mean? It's an art to be able to get this person to be like... I'm always sharpening that knife. I'm always trying to <laughs> And yeah, and that's what it is. Exactly. And that's what it is, you know? And for me, it happened to... Like, yeah. it happened to... Marriage happened to be the way I'm sharpening my my communication knife. Yo, I've even prepped conversations that I've had with people. Hell, just so yeah. I can be like... Is this coming out wrong or would yeah. they interpret it incorrectly? You know what I mean? Or not what I mean. That's what's up. So and that's how I know that's a very emotionally immature thing to do. That's the I swear to God. Yo. You know? Because you're taking in someone's feelings. You're taking in someone's reactions. And you're not just like, well, you fucking, you, you take it the way you take it. You know what yeah. I mean? No, you're being considerate. You're like, you, you prep yourself. My nigga, I've done this plenty of times as well, you know? Where it's like, nah, I shouldn't say it in that tone because it would be taken. This, it, be taken it, could, it could be taken this way. And that's not what I'm trying to say. So you. <laughs> You want to cut cut that off, right? Yeah. And so you prep it so it's like now you got this perfect piece of little <laughs> conversation, yeah. like the way you want to address it, and that's how it's supposed to be, man. You're supposed to take people into consideration, their feelings, their, their text messages and this, in this era, yeah, messaging man. people and having disagreements by phone. Like people, don't have deep conversations yeah, over text not. messages. Just, <laughs> just like, have a conversation face oh, to face. Practical <laughs> tools and practical examples, right? Because we're seeing we're seeing. God, these guys are dropping gems um and some of it sounds theoretical like mm-hmm. practically yes you just said one don't have deep conversations by text message right Fact. when when primetime says uh emotional intelligence um and the example that you just gave that's about um putting yourself in the other person's shoes like not just seeing your side of it mm-hmm. so when you're prepping that conversation and you're trying to make sure they take it right it's not they um, are forced to believe in your argument. No. It's making sure that like you're, you know, you know what therapists say, I statements, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we practice all that consciously, but unconsciously, I think it definitely happens. Not telling you about what you're doing wrong, but talking about like what I, what I think, my perspective, what I need, what I feel. And so like putting yourself when you prep those statements, when you have those conversations in the other person's shoes. So you can see the whole debate from like a third party, right? Like you a see whole, like yeah. your side, you see their side. And when you try to explain your side, what, what prime and what Prince were just talking about is you're explaining your side by considering um, how, yes, what these words mean to you, but what these words will mean to the person you're talking to as well. Absolutely. The other part Hands of emotional down. intelligence, yeah. I think is I kept thinking, um, Sometimes I, um, I'm not good at, or like for a long time when I was sort of first trying to develop this skill, I, I was failing more, not necessarily because I wasn't listening, um, and preparing my argument. Although I think sometimes definitely Hmm. for me, it was sometimes, you know, more of the time defensiveness. Like I just got into the stance of I'm right. Like I'm listening to you. But the bigger priority was demonstrating my rightness. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, and then you fail to be able to see a middle ground. Yeah. You can also see when a debate is like agree to disagree and that, right? when you're and, paying attention. And that, like, that's great because I was like that as well. And yeah. that almost says that I'm more powerful than you. Mm. That almost translates into no matter how hard you try to explain to me, I'm the one I'm that's right. I'm going to demonstrate I'm, I'm right. Yeah, that yes. I'm the one that's right. That means yeah. in this fucking Fuck what part, you thought. Yeah, in this particular <laughs> yeah. relationship... Right oh, here, you know, yeah, and I just beat so on my chest like this, oh, this nigga right here. I never thought of it. That yeah, way, you know, I can't and argue with 
and that's uh, I that's how I was. I yeah. you know you're a nigga and you're coming into yeah. uh, a, a situation where you have to be Dominant. mindful of someone else. You have to be kind to someone else. Yeah. Where you just live the selfish life where it was me, 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 me. You know that's that I a think. Lot of it, you know, yeah. and that's a that's a hard one to because yeah. in the I world when you're you, anybody that doesn't agree with you, my nigga, fuck out of here. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Your opinions don't yeah, matter. Yeah, and point. and I could I, nobody matters enough where I. I can't nip that. I can't cut that conversation. I'm like, no, you're not saying what I like to hear. So fuck it. You know what I mean? I'll do that to anybody and everybody. So you know? I think for but me, it's like, it wasn't about dominance. It was about, so like, that's really interesting to hear. Mm-hmm. My experience is a little different because I think, or I think back now, it was about winning. Right? Yes. So I wasn't like, but I, which I, it was probably just another form What's of the dominance. ultimate win though? What's another the ultimate win? I don't know. Is is literally shutting you down. Yeah, for me, I was going to like verbally cut you off, right? I can definitely argue to win, but that's not as effective as when I'm like, or debate to win, when I'm like debating to like expand my knowledge and like bring you a new perspective. By the way, this thing we're doing where we're talking about are wise. Mm-hmm. Like I used, I recognize that I used to do this and I think I used to do it because of this, whether it's mm-hmm. dominance or winning or whatever we're talking about. Like the wise are different for everybody. The wise are different, but also when we say emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. those are the conversations with yourself. It doesn't always have to be with somebody else, but mm-hmm. even personally, yeah. like, you know, like you walk away from an argument knowing mm-hmm. that you probably got heated too quick. And then you think about why. And then I know that there are like buzzwords and stuff out there, but you think about <coughs> why and you realize, Oh, there was a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not minimizing that term, but it's like something that pisses you off every time, right? Like, like, yeah. like we, you and I are, are, are going back and forth, dissing each other. And I say, yo mama, you know, like the, yeah. that's a trigger, right? There are other types of just fuck, it's out of fuck your character. a lot in a conversation. Emotional triggers. Yeah. Like, understanding your why is anyway exactly. is, is understanding yourself like that's what when we say emotional intelligence that's what it comes down to understanding what you do and how you act in a scenario mm-hmm. and why you do those things for better or worse and and last conversation last time uh last episode me and uh prince were having the conversation was um it, i love how emotional intelligence is it's something you got to practice mm-hmm. it's not something that comes natural you know what i mean um, sorry, it, it it can come more natural to, to some people mm-hmm. than others. Um, but, but nobody's born an but expert. But nobody's born an expert, 100%. you know? Thank you. And so you have to apply this stuff day in, day out. And we talked about the power of positive thought mm-hmm. and how, for me, that was my explanation as to how it's more easier for certain people to do it because they exercise the power of positive thought. And if you exercise the power of negative thought, it's just easier to be defensive it's easier to to not hear somebody out to fucking you know those those kind of things are easier to exhibit uh, when you think negatively. So, but at the same time, if if, if it's how you the conversation is going amongst the two people, if mm-hmm. you're if you're a person I'm trying to have a debate with you and you're telling me you're wrong, mm-hmm. for you to tell me that I'm wrong, yeah, no facts, is, no, but it's not going to work in a uh, conversation. You know, what I mean, people are going to get defensive. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to listen. People are going to you know prepare for battle. What exactly. You but even though just there's people that actually they just think negatively, you can be having a normal conversation. You tell them your way of thinking, and they just think negatively of themselves. They think negatively so they of take people. Shit fucked up? They just take shit fucked up. Nothing ever lands with them the way yeah. it's intended. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's either taken out of proportion. Yeah. It's undermined. If they're in a defensive yeah, stance. They can't take. They can't on take it. You know, that and so wasn't intended aggressive. And it's like they're they're in defense with everybody. So it's mm-hmm. like yo. 
you are not going to be out here learning and soaking things in, man, again, if you're, you got your fists up, you know, and you, or your walls up. So. And then like practically, I 100% agree with you. And then I'm thinking, okay, practically, what are those thought patterns, right? Like mm-hmm. if you are super duper self-conscious, mm-hmm. then that's, that's literally practicing the power of negative thinking because it's like you are beating yourself down. And the reality is that if you, um, the truth of the matter is that if you on purpose, believe what you're saying or not on purpose, Mm -hmm. keep reinforcing positive messages for yourself, you will get on board. Like your, your mind uh, adapts to connects to create patterns on things that are done with frequency. Exactly. Right. So if you're really hard on yourself, if you don't think you're going to succeed, if you think something is too difficult to do or to pursue, you will only reinforce that message. It's universal math. Your body you will do act it with everything. On your mind. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. with everything. It's universal math. Repetitive means you, you're going to learn it. It's going to mm-hmm. become learned. Mm-hmm. So you can repeat it. It's your choice as to what you're repeating. You know, mm-hmm. if you're repeating negative things to yourself, you're repeating positive things to yourself. It's your choice if you're doing fucking bicep curls. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the end or of the day, or burgers. you keep eating burgers. But whatever is repetitive, whatever you're giving energy to, is whatever is going to consume you. Yeah. And shit, and man. And what you'll put like, out and what you'll live and what you'll surround yourself yeah. with and what your environment will be. Like, you, you make your world, for sure. 100%. That's a great question you asked. And that was a great uh, conversation. Conversation, I man. Yeah. I yeah. fucking love it, man. I love it, and I love it because it's age appropriate for me. <laughs> I feel like it's age appropriate for us, and I feel like for for the younger ones who are listening, it's age appropriate for you guys as well. Because had we applied these skills and these right. things we're learning now I while we were younger, yeah, this game at 20. exactly. You know what I mean? So don't think that oh, they're old. They're, these are lessons or whatever. I maybe I'm just fucking no, dating but myself. Yo, you, <laughs> can learn, you can learn from huh? old. You can learn from young. You yeah, exactly. I understand that. You know what I mean? All lessons. When someone gives you a lesson, it's something. Chances are, ninety nine percent of the time, it's it's a it's something they wish they would have learned earlier themselves. Yeah, you know. And yeah. so when they're or giving it, yeah, exactly. It. So when they're giving it to you, understand, yo, they're just trying to save you time, my nigga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all they're trying to do. And so respect right. it for what it is. Appreciate it, and I appreciate it, and I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate the listeners, um, and I want to thank everybody. <laughs> For tuning into this week's episode of Prime Examples, uh, we get together and have these conversations so you guys can get together and have these conversations. Peace out. Good night. Good night.